Welcome to the My Money, My Lifestyle podcast with me, Maya Fisher-French. And with me, Mapalomaku. Each week, we'll be discussing the stories we're working on and which you can read more about in the City Press. Mapalo and I are going to be chatting about uh, two events that happened to us that we were sharing with each other on WhatsApp that kind of made us think a little bit differently about money or maybe not differently, it just sort of reminded us <laughs> about money and about the big world out there and, and how to look, about, look at money. And the first one was uh, I had quite a traumatic event with my mother landing up in hospital and uh, what that made me think about living for today and saving for tomorrow. And Mapala has sent me a very upset um, WhatsApp about, <laughs> about some clients that she'd seen and how badly abused they had been by previous financial advisors. <laughs> Maya, you know what? Um, I, for me, it gets very personal, very personal because my parents went through a similar thing when they retired, right? Not even before, not even when they retired, even before they retired. Um, once I finished varsity, remember I studied at Bcom Finance and I got a bit of a clue of what was happening, but more so I was really just interested in the topic. I started looking at their things and thankfully my parents are very open to their kids about what's happening with their financial lives. And I looked at some of the stuff that they had bought, policies specifically that they had bought. It was horrific, just um, the amount of money that they had put in thinking that this type of investment, and I put in inverted commas, was going to work for them. So every time I do my coaching sessions, for me, it's personal. It really is. And this two, this couple they were about to retire. The ladies, 13 years away from retirement. Um, the gentleman is 11 years away from retirement. And they have completely, completely the wrong products. First of all, they have endowment policies. They are working for government and other government departments. And their income are not, like they're in a lower tax bracket, right? So remember with an endowment, you need to be on a higher tax bracket for it, for, for it to at least, to at least, to make some sort of sense. That's number one. And secondly, they had these financial advisors. They have had three different financial advisors who both, all of them, all of them at some point said, no, uh, you need our own retirement annuity. And they were all from insurance companies. Yeah. You know, it, and, and I think the thing is, um, is that you said all of them have made them start a new RA. So instead of just adding to and and when you analyzed this when you had a look at it was there something so horrific with the ra they already had that a new one should be started i mean what was the logic in getting them to have so at this point when they saw you how many ras did they have so maya at, at this point they had three different ras and now they had met a different financial advisor who said to them you know what? Okay, I have to give some credit to this new financial advisor uh, from a certain company. They were, they were asking the right questions, right? They told me that these are the questions that they were asking, which the others had previously not asked. But also, he wanted to sell them a new retirement annuity, right? So for me, everything, everything about the retirement annuities, um, they should have not said, start a new one. Remember, so... Two of them had been paid up because obviously, you know, if, if it's with an insurance company, if you transfer it, there are going to be costs, right? There are going to be penalties. But even then, even then, Maya, 
when you do make it paid up, sometimes there are costs attached to that. And I said, do you know the cost to this? Do you know how much it actually costs you? Um, how much it cost you at that time when you made these two policies, policies paid up? And they said, no, we didn't know there were costs. So how do... Yeah, because... Because yeah. that's the, the, if you make it paid up, and this is quite an important distinction for people listening. These are, all of these, by the way, are policy RAs. Yeah. Right? So even yeah. this new advisor from a firm of which we will not mention, yes. a big insurance <laughs> firm that we don't mention, um, was this new RA that they were telling them to take also a policy RA. Yes, it wasn't an investment yes, RA. All of them. Okay, so, so this is a very important for our listeners to understand. There's two very different yes. RAs. There is the one sold to you by insurance companies. We don't like those, mm. okay? I think Mapla and I have just cut any speaking work that we have with all of those companies here and there. <laughs> but because they're not listening to us. <laughs> I know. They're listening to us now thinking all those two days. Yes. So we don't like policy RAs. The reason we don't like policy RAs is this paid-up element. So what happens is they package the costs and they pay the uh, commissions all up front mm. and all the admin costs up front. So if you cancel it within a period of time or stop contributing to it, you suddenly see a drop in your valuation. That's just like surrender value or paid up value. So if you, whereas if you buy an investment policy, investment backed RA, that is not backed by a policy, then you can add to it when you want. You can stop when you want. There's a complete flexibility. You can't withdraw it, people. You can only withdraw yes. an RA at 55. Okay, you can't draw mm-hmm. it before. But you can stop contributing without any penalties or paid up things or anything like that. So what has happened to this couple is they've kept seeing insurance salesmen mm-hmm. and they've kept taking on RAs that are insurance linked, policy backed. So, and what happens when you sign up as a, as a, as an advisor, if you sign up a customer for a policy RA, they get a lot of that, that, that commission up front, up front, up front, they get the commission up front, they head for the hills. And a couple of years later, a new advisor comes on and says, Oh no, no, don't like that product. We'll make it paid up. That poor, those poor people have already remembered now paid all this commission, which is now going to be deducted from that value. And yep. they start all over again and pay more commission to another advisor. So this is this, they call it, I mean, well, churning is often when an advisor, well, I think churning is generally speaking, when, that, when you keep, you know, stopping someone's RA and then taking out a new one so that you can keep getting that yep. upfront commission. So this Absolutely. is really not, I mean, you know, you have to look at this and saying, is this best advice? No, it isn't, Maya. It is absolutely not. They're just salespeople preying on people who are trying to do the right thing, trying to save and invest for their future. I mean, this couple, Maya, they have absolutely no other debts. The only thing that they do have right now is one card that they're trying to pay off. But besides that, they've paid off their house. They don't have any credit card debt. They don't have any overdraft debt. They are people trying to do the right thing. And for me, that's why I always say it's personal because... They should be given the right advice. They deserve right advice. And so this new one also, they came and, you know, yes, I have to say kudos to them. They started asking the right questions, but obviously the end was still to sell them a product that didn't really work for them. And I said, do they have tax-free savings accounts? They didn't have tax-free savings accounts. They didn't even know of tax-free savings accounts, Maya. So this endowment, there are like 15-year, 15-year endowments, not five, not 10, 15-year endowment. So, yeah, it for me, I was like, you know what? We really need to talk more about what is happening out there and the advice um, or the wrong advice, rather, that people are getting. So, and I want to comment on that tax-free savings account because I know that this particular company, of which we both know the name of, um, doesn't have mm-hmm. a tax-free savings account as one of their product range. Ooh. So their advisors wow. cannot sell it. Okay. 
because again, mm. commissions on it are just not lucrative. Uh, so so yeah, there, yeah. there is no incentive, literally no incentive for the advisors uh, to tell people about tax-free savings account. And you know, Mapla, I was having just this exact discussion about two hours ago around, do I take out an RA or a tax-free savings account? I'm, I'm, I work for a company. I have a pension with them. A pension so fund, I'm with a pension yes. fund. Do I take, I want to add more in towards, you know, my next set of savings. What is it? And it's so important to understand how powerful that tax-free savings account is if you already have a company fund. Because you already have mm. a company fund. The first thing, if you want to save more towards retirement is to top that up. You don't need an RA. Because remember, you can, with even with your own company fund, you can ask for a higher percentage to go to your company fund. Yes. But yes, then if you absolutely. have that backup of that tax-free savings account, that 36000 a year, that's mm. money that's flexible. Because the problem with pension and provident funds, of course, is they're for your retirement. And at retirement, two-thirds is usually put into an annuity. There's some implications. There's a whole yes. structure that goes with that. So imagine <laughs> you get to retirement and you maybe have like a million rand, because you could easily, if you start saving a now, two million, two million sitting yes, in a tax-free yes. savings account tax free yes you didn't get the tax deduction yes. now you're getting a tax deduction on your retirement fund within your your corporate uh, pension you're not getting the upfront tax break but on retirement or whenever you want it you get all of that at two million however much you have saved tax free you you can use that at retirement you can use to supplement tax. retirement you can do it go on a huge cruise i don't think anyone will be cruising ever again after COVID. <laughs> you can do what you want with it no one can tell you what to do so the fact that they have never in all of this period and we've been no. they, these products have been around since 2015 tax-free savings account been advised to use a thirty-six thousand rand a year it's actually shocking. It is, Maya. And and you know what? Like I said, um, the husband is 13 years away from retirement. And I showed him the calculation. I said, you know what? If you do max out your both your um, tax-free savings accounts, you would have reached almost the 500,000 mark in the 13, maybe 13, a little bit more, uh, a couple of months. But you would be very, very close. That, and you compound it with interest, it's a lot of money. So there is definitely still time for them to kind of make up for some of the, I would say, lost time because of this crazy products that have been sold before. So it's, it's for me, a tax-free savings account, Maya, uh, going back to a conversation about tax-free versus retirement annuity pension fund, I think all of them are very necessary. I know a lot of people are completely against them, but if you have a pension or provident fund, I think maybe a good way to supplement that retirement income is via a tax-free savings account. If you don't, if you work for yourself, on the other hand, and you don't have any other uh, retirement fund, I think retirement retirement annuities still have a place. I think they definitely still have a place, and also tax free savings accounts. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have a retirement annuity. That's because I work for myself, and I can assure you, it's not an insurance policy. It is a market related one. But oh, I, well, I would hope not. <laughs> but I have that. But you know, I do that, and I've got my tax free savings because I've got them both as strategies um, in my yes. in my investment plan. Uh, and I think that is yes. that's absolutely key to understand those understand those strategies and and do they have children this couple they do you know actually how i how they got to contact me one of their daughters i was in cape town uh, speaking at um, one of the investment companies and we got to speak a little bit and when they met this financial advisor they said you know what we're confused because they keep on telling us different things you know is there someone out there who can just be neutral and the daughter said you know what here's a book read it and they were quoting stuff from the book, which was completely amazing. 
And yeah, that's how they, that's how I got to know of them. But yeah, they, they do have kids. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and of course, nobody suggested tax-free savings accounts for their children. Probably they gave them endowment policies no, for the education policies. No, absolutely. Well, <laughs> luckily they are an older couple. So their, their very last child was the one who was at the Cape Town event. So she um, just finished varsity. I think it was last year already. So, but I can imagine throughout their lives, people have just, they've been sold like really, really crappy stuff, if I can put it that way. So how do you know? Okay, so people are going to listen and they're all going to say, oh, but how do we know when we sit with an advisor, whether they're going to give us the right advice? You know what, Maya, uh, as I've always said, I think you need to equip yourself with the right information even before you sit in front of a financial advisor. And by that, if you are thinking of retirement, go read up on retirement annuities. Come listen to our podcast and say, okay, what is the right type of retirement annuity? I can bet you any financial advisor will come to you and there will always be a shortfall. Believe you me, I have a shortfall in my, account, in my calculations. They will always come with all these calculations and these wonderful things and they will tell you that you, you have a shortfall. Fine, you have a shortfall, but how are you going to meet that? They can do the numbers for you, but you need to know that the right type of product is not a uh, an insurance-based type of retirement annuity. That's one for sure, right? Um, then the second thing, Maya, is when you do meet a financial advisor, ask questions. And if someone is, you know, looks like they're not interested in you asking all these questions and they just want to sell you something, that's a red flag. If someone gives you a policy to sign and you say to them, always, always say this, always say to them, can I take this home? Maybe read it over two days. You know, start Googling. What does this mean? What, what actually is going on here? But I think it really requires you to do with the bulk of the work. Um, and that's why I always say, you know what, make sure that you know these products. Make sure that you listen to podcasts that will educate you. But the first and the most important thing is that you need to mm, make absolutely. sure you inform yourself absolutely. first. So there you are. Keep up to knowledge. So Mapala, that was your rant of the week. Yes. Um, and I'm glad we got to, <laughs> to share that. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I, I had almost like a slightly different experience, um, as I mentioned at the beginning of, of this podcast. So I had uh, quite yes. a traumatic week last week because my mother, who's 80 years old um, and in Gauteng, I'm in the Western Cape, she's in Gauteng, my sister lives in Gauteng, she was rushed to hospital with a, a quite a serious, uh, something which was very serious. It had to do with, she's on blood thinning tablets and she started to bleed really, really badly and had to have blood transfusions and all sorts of things. It was very traumatic. And the most traumatic part, and I must tell you, Mapolo, and anyone listening, mm. the biggest fear I think all of us have had that something happens to a loved one and we can't go visit them in hospital. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, especially yeah. right now. And that's, especially like my right sister now. could not oh. go and, and, and be with her. And so my mom was all alone going through this really, really traumatic event. But what, it, what actually the outcome of this was for me was that as a result of this, my mom is very unlikely that she can ever really travel again because she cannot take these blood thinning tablets any longer, yes. um, which means she's a thrombosis at risk for clots and thrombosis. She's actually a very healthy person, uh, fit, all of those things. But suddenly any flying is now off the cards. <laughs> anyway, it was due to COVID, right? Oh, but now this is even looking longer term. Now yes. we have family. Mm. My, I have a sister. Yes, exactly. There's, there's four of us, four kids, and one lives in, in the UK, one lives in America, I live in Cape Town, and my sister lives in Johannesburg. So my mom, you know, does like, you know, was actually planning next year on going and visiting my sister overseas that she can't do anymore. 
But last year, yeah. when she turned 80, she got the four of us and herself together and actually paid for us all to go on a most oh. amazing family holiday. It was just, it oh, was incredible. It was such an opportunity because we spread around the world for the four of us, the four siblings to be together, to connect together and also to spend time with mm. my mom. And I realized what if this had happened before we'd had this holiday, we would never have before. been able to have Oof. this holiday. And in fact, that holiday, unless, I mean, cause my yeah. mother actually, we, we took, I have to tell you, uh, we did a barge in France. So we all paid for our flights, but mom paid for the barge in France. We, that is no longer an option yes. for my mom. And I wondered about, okay, mom's 80. She's lived a good life. But I did also wonder at what point do we forever, and I'm very bad at this, by the way, my pillow. I, I mean, not, I actually do have a good life, but I always worry so much about the future that you sometimes worry, how does one find that balance? That balance between you actually don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, what if you, um, I know when, when my father-in-law passed away, you know, he, we discovered that he had, you know, some cash stacked away, literally, and I'm not kidding, actual cash. And he lived in the UK and he never could afford, <laughs> Katina, he couldn't afford, afford to come visit us in South Africa or pay for the kids to go visit him. Um, and I just thought, but he did, he actually had the money, sure. but he was so fearful that he didn't use the money for mm. that um, and, and died leaving money that quite frankly, oh, it was nice, we put it towards the kids' education. But oh, I always wondered what benefit my children and himself. himself would have had to spend more time together. So how do we, how do we yes. find that, that balance between making sure we're not corrupting and destroying our futures, but also just realizing that life is short? Oof, Maya. And I think right now, more than ever, because there's so much uncertainty because of this crisis and uh, pandemic, I think most of us are feeling like that. I've, I've actually, I've certainly be, been feeling like that. And I'm so glad that you got to, spend that time with your with your family last year um it you know what my you actually just made me realize one of my sisters sounds like your father-in-law <laughs> i hope she doesn't listen to this <laughs> she she loves security and she's fearful if goodness if this doesn't happen and i am the kind of person who you know what as long as i know my investments are going off i'm okay i can literally go on a, on a holiday to Cape Town right now. Um, but exactly, how, how do you balance the two? Um, I can speak of my own personal experience. I have my goals. I've, writ I've written them down. And I, you know what? I, I think also I, I'm someone who kind of throws caution to the wind sometimes. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? Um, as long as I know I'm working, as long as I know my investments and savings are going off as I, um, I, I want them to, um, whatever else I really don't try to enjoy. I really try to enjoy. Um, I don't have lots of money. My husband and I don't have lots of money, but we've gone on international trips um, that we've paid for because we've saved throughout the entire year, that sort of thing. Uh, but now really th thinking about my sister, um, she hasn't, and she has way more money than I do. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I just had that realization. I, I think... Yeah, and I, I, it is an interesting one. And I, I think for me, my rules really are, and, I, and I, you know, I don't need to ask you this, Mapolo. You've never put that just, when you say throw a caution to the wind, you mean spend money I already have. Yes, it's no, not, no, no, it's no, never no, credit card debt no. taking out loans. No, but thank you. So I, I think that's to me. <laughs> thank God I don't have a credit card to begin with. <laughs> so I think that's the key. The key is, is to, 
and, and for me, actually, is to look at this differently. Uh, as you were speaking, I've been processing this in my own head. And I think for me, the, diff, the, the, the process is this. It's that it isn't about getting into debt. It's not about saying, throw caution to the wind, put it on the credit card, yeah, no, figure no. out later how you're mm. going to work it. That's not it. And let me no. tell you, when my mother took us on that holiday, she had saved for five years oh. for that holiday of her pension. Oh. Okay. She really, this was something she wanted to give her children. Yes. This is a legacy she wanted to give her children this time together. This wasn't something she took, well, she couldn't at 80 take on debt, but th this was something planned. And I think that is, it's to say, what am I going to give up of my day-to-day -day stuff that actually isn't that important? That, yes. You know, we always talk about the cappuccino, but it may be that pair of shoes or that silly shopping spree or just money that fitters away. What? of that flittering away money that is kind of my luxury money, but not delivering me bang for buck. Mm. How much of that am I going to put towards my real dreams? And, I, and maybe that's what it's about. It's yes. about, not about saying I will not have. It's about saying of that wonderful abundance that I have in my life, <laughs> what mm. do I want to do with it? Do I want to just not be able to tell you at the end of the month how many drinks I had out with friends and can't quite remember the meals I had and the dresses that are in the cupboard that I'm probably not going to wear <laughs> or do I say I've organized this amazing holiday uh, that that I really can't wait to go on yes. and go on that holiday and have those memories so mm. maybe that's what it's about yeah no absolutely my and uh, it kind of makes me think about what I often say to my friends and um, anyone really I often talk to I say you know what every single time when I look at my budget when I look at my life Everything has to be aligned. Um, even my money has to be aligned to who I am and my own priorities. So for me, I know a big car is not a priority because it's really just a car. For some people, it might be, right? But for me, I want that, um, I can call it a luxury or the fact that I know I've planned enough to say, you know what, if I want to go have tea with Maya in Franchuk, well, in Franchuk, you have wine. <laughs> But if I can do that, I'm not going to do it uh, because I'm, I'm putting it on a credit card or any type of debt. But actually, I am liquid. I am actually liquid. I can do these things that really resonate with me, that align to who I am. If someone says, um, you know, I had a friend of mine who told me that they're going hiking in the Trakensberg. And I was like, yes, I've been, I've wanted to go hiking elsewhere other than, you know, next to my neighborhood. But I was able to do that because I had the first do it because I know I'm not going out every, every weekend before coronavirus. I'm not, I don't drive the most expensive car. But I think it's about alignment and to say, to sit down with yourself and say, actually, what do I want? What are my priorities? And what, how am I going to plan for those things? So I actually have a holiday fund. Uh, literally, it's one of my, I have lots of little savings buckets attached to my bank account. <laughs> and one of them is, is a, it's actually called my holiday slush fund. And I literally allocate every month money into that. Um, it, I don't even know yet what that holiday will be, but I just know it's there because I love holidays. I mean, you, you had to go to Japan. You were going to go to Japan. Okay, so yeah. Happened. So that's okay, my 25th wedding anniversary that was saved for, for a long time. That was on the 20. We were flying out in South Africa on the 26th of March. And we all know what happened on the 26th of March. So oh, no, but I am going next year. I'm yes, in the process of yes. trying to rebook the flights, which has been a massive drama. Um, but yes, I am still going. Uh, and that now that is an example. I've wanted to go to Japan since I was five years old. And, um, and when, oh, when my husband and I celebrated our 20th <laughs> wedding anniversary, we made that our goal for our 25th. So it is about 
planning. And let me tell you, Japan's not a cheap trip. Um, yes. So it, it is about planning. It's about saying, setting that goal. And um, yes. I think I may have mentioned this in the podcast before because I kept wandering around, but like, sorry, we're not buying that. That's the Japan fund. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> it became a thing in my household. Um, no, no, no impulse buying. I kept like walk past the shops, don't look. That's the Japan fund. Uh, and and you know I'm gonna when I you know we, when we go eventually to Japan, we're gonna have good spending money. I'm not budgeting. Uh, I mean, not, I'm yes. not as in budget accommodation, yes. and, but I want to have a really good holiday, and I will, and it will not be on debt. So maybe that's how how we we find that balance and that goal alignment. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Well, that's wonderful chatting to you today, Mapalo, about yeah, things that have no, been driving, been in our minds over the last year. I feel like I feel like there's been quite a cathartic. It's quite cathartic <laughs> to have these conversations. It it can be, it can be, uh, but I think we definitely need to have them more because probably there are conversations people are thinking of already. Um, so just having someone who talks about them I think that 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 goes a long way and talking about that um Mapalo and I have made an executive decision <laughs> um we've, <laughs> okay. we've had to yes. make this call because we simply are a uh, very uh, very worked out and burnt out people at the moment um and we've decided to go bi-weekly on the podcasts so you're not going to hear from us every single Friday I'm afraid um we're just going to have to but it's going to be worth it because it's just going to be, yes. it's going to, we're going yes. to have more to be able to talk about. We're going to feel fresher. Um, so, so please, when you don't see this podcast coming up the following Friday, don't panic. We are around, but it is going to now become bi-weekly, which means every second week. Bi-weekly. Week. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> bi-weekly. So every, every two, every two times a month, twice right? A month. Correct. That's two times a month mm. now. Yeah. yeah. Twice a month. And hopefully, you know, it'll be more refreshed, like Maya is saying, and we're coming up with some new concepts. So bear with us until we fine tune it, but it definitely will be worthwhile. So that's a wrap for today. Um, if our listeners would like to learn more about these or any money related topics, they can go to the City Press website or to your website, womanandfinance.co.za, or my website mayaonmoney.co.za And if you have any questions or comments, you can send us a WhatsApp voice note to 064-554-3959 and we look forward to hearing from you. Because we want to know what it is that you want to know. You've been listening to the My Money, My Lifestyle podcast featuring the contributors of the City Press personal finance pages.